for all things mattress. Fam.news. What a great show we have for you today. We've got all kinds of stuff on this show, but most importantly, Tom Murray, the executive vice president and chief marketing officer for Temper Sealy in the USA. We're going to talk about mattresses. We're going to talk about current consumer trends, and it's all coming to you in 60 seconds. Stick around. Driven entrepreneurs, listen up. It's time to team up with Nationwide Marketing Group, North America's most successful network of independent retailers. You'll gain access to programs and services that level the playing field between you and the national chains. Industry-leading digital marketing, increased buying power, exclusive networking events, and of course, their awesome learning platform. Nationwide Marketing Group is the business partner that helps you get results and stay ahead of the competition. Take the first step today and visit nationwidegroup.org. Do you want more sales in three easy clicks? Yeah. It starts right now at doorcounts.com. With a completely redesigned user interface, gathering data has never been easier. Click number one, your salespeople connect with the customer as they walk through the door. Click two is the outcome. Click three, key performance metrics right there on your phone from anywhere at any time. Now your salespeople can spend their time selling and DoorCounts is going to gather the data you need to make your business better. Start right now at DoorCounts.com. Welcome to the Dos Marco Show with Mark Kinsley and Mark Quinn, where mattress and furniture leaders <laughs> gather to grow, get the inside scoop, tell stories, and take tequila shots. Dos tequila! Welcome aboard. Here's your passport to a planet filled with the mattress industry's brightest minds and biggest ideas. Meet your guides. I'm Mark Kinsley, president and CEO of Englander. And I'm Mark Quinn, co-founder of Spink & Co. and VP of Sherwood Betty. Together, they are Dos Marcos. The Galaxy's Greatest Mattress Podcast has liftoff in three, two, one. So excited today to have Tempur-Pedic TSI's Chief Marketing Officer, Tom Murray, on the show. Tom, we are so thankful to have you here. Thank you for making time. How's your day going on this very bright, sunshiny day where I am in Northwest Arkansas? It's going great. Thank you for having me on the show. And uh, my day has just gotten a bit better myself. Oh, well, that is the All nicest right. thing. Well, he didn't hey. say why. He yeah, didn't say why yeah. it got better. Well, <laughs> <laughs> something happened off camera right before the show began. That's right. You guys, you guys ever had the? You ever cycled and had the cramps? You ever cramped up in your legs? Oh, sure. Yeah. 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 So check this out. Here's what happened to me over the weekend. So I had some friends come into town. Our good buddy Shannon and her husband from Podium came into town, and so we get to hang out with Shannon, meet her in person for the first time. So we go out and I take him on on a mountain biking tour around Bentonville. We have a fantastic time. I have a 50-mile race the next day, though. Stayed up a little too late, didn't eat enough. Mile 32, I cramp up, physically can't pedal anymore, and it happened about three times throughout the event. And if I would have stayed on my bike, guess who I would have beaten? Who? Lance Armstrong. Dirk, Dirk's Bentley. Oh. What? He was there? Dirk's barely beat me. And I'm sitting here going, if I would have cramped up on that hill and then cramped up a third time wherever I went sideways on the bike and it felt like i got struck in the calf by a lightning bolt and then i had a baseball in there i would have smoked dirks bentley but he beat me so i want to rematch dirks i'm calling you out right now well 
Kinsley, for what it's worth, I mean, uh, I don't think that he could sell mattresses nearly as well as you. So maybe he can ride and sing. Although, I don't know, your songwriting skills are pretty solid. You should have, like, like accidentally run into him and taken him out on the course and then said, hey, by the way, I'm sorry I ran into you, but I got these songs I wrote. Would you, would you look at them? <laughs> you know, uh, he did perform the night before as well in front of a crowd of, like, 10, 12,000 people. And then he goes out and does the 50 mile race. So he was at a disadvantage. I was at a disadvantage, but so it is. He is a great storyteller. And hey, speaking of great storytelling, I have to thank you, Tom Murray, for introducing Mark Quinn and I to a book about storytelling in marketing that kind of frames up some of the conversation we're going to have today. Uh, and, and Quinn, I know that you had the book before I did. I did. And I want to, I want to talk to you about that time and we don't need to make it about this book, but there's some interesting stuff in there and, and I'm grateful that you turned us onto it. I have since turned many people onto it, but before we get into all that really interesting stuff, you were with, um, a couple of different companies before this ADT, Tom, Tom, you and I talked about yep. your, your kind of previous career there. So Mark and I were just kind of wondering, how do you go from ADT and in a technology play with with, uh, with navigation and get yourself involved in the mattress category. How how all that happen? You know, in terms of uh, my introduction to Temper Sealy, uh, you know, Rick Anderson, who used to lead uh, the company in North America, sales and marketing. Um, you know, over the last few years before he retired, um, and I, you know, started working together back in the early 90s uh, at Duracell when I worked in consumer packaged goods. Um, and it's interesting, you know, I often tell people that, you know, if you look at my background in terms of CPG marketing and then working in technology industries like the ones that you summarized, it might seem somewhat counterintuitive to make the link to mattresses. But in fact, you know, I, I'd say the experience that I had perfectly prepared me for mattresses. Uh, on, on the one hand, there's probably a surprising amount in common for how you market a consumer good and market a mattress, albeit recognizing that it's significantly higher price. Typically, it's a durable good. You know, the way that a consumer thinks about and goes about buying is obviously quite different. Um, but, you know, it is a category that's been through a lot of uh, evolution, particularly over the last few years. Uh, channels of distribution, uh, competitive set. Uh, you know, consumer access to information have all changed. And in that way, and also, you know, through the increasing adoption of technology into the products themselves, uh, there are a lot of actually par parallels uh, between the industry and some of the places that I worked most recently. So I, I found it both, um, you know, similar in many ways, but also uh, quite an engaging kind of transition uh, to see what was happening in the category at what has arguably been, you know, its most dynamic time, uh, you know, certainly in the last hundred or so years, I would expect. You know, Tom, one of the things that I, I loved when we were talking is we, we got to talk about some of those parallels, but, you know, you guys have built in what, what I would say is not just one of the best brands or, you know, it is not one of, it is the best brand, the most compelling brand, Tempur-Pedic. And then you've got legacy brands like Sealy and Stearns and Foster that are incredible. And you, now you got Sherwood involved, which can do, you know, a whole nother thing with the private label and then Spink and Co, which is more of the craft beer, but you've been very, very smart and strategic and strategic about the brands that you guys have assembled together. So I would say it's not just the best brand inside of the category, but you know, if you look at some of the stuff you guys have done over the years, 
I would argue that Tempur-Pedic is one of the best brands in all of durable goods and the way that you've built this affection for that. So maybe tying it back to the book, Tom, like, you know, how did the brand building a story brand with Donald Miller, the book that you gave to me, which I really appreciate it. We, act, we were actually talking about being guides, right? Mm-hmm. And Mark and I look at ourselves kind of as guides inside the category. And you were saying how big of an element that was in the book. So tie that book, if you would, a little bit to how Tempur-Pedic has become the kind of brand that is today and, and maybe how you use some of the concepts in the book to get where you are. Yeah, it's a great question. Um, and I appreciate, you know, kind of your, your perspective on, the Temper brand, as well as our other brands, um, you know, linking it to the question about how I arrived in the mattress business and at Temper Sealy, you know, one of the things that it was obviously a draw was the Tempur-Pedic brand and uh, the heritage of that brand that I was fortunate enough to um, inherit and then, you know, to have influence over. Um, you know, the the idea behind this book that you've referenced, Story Brand, is it's fairly straightforward and it, it is that our consumer ultimately is the hero of our story. And in the case of the business we do with, you know, retailers, they are the hero of, of that portion of our story. And the Tempur-Pedic brand, when it was, you know, first developed and launched in the early 1990s, was effectively a better mousetrap. It was new technology uh, that had a number of advantages that we know about now and that have become to some extent uh, lore within the industry. And what it ultimately did is it helped people to get a better night's sleep. It helped them to avoid the aches and pains or the disruptions that oftentimes got in the way of their ability to get sleep. And that's basically the premise of, you know, the story brand book that you've referenced and that we shared is that, you know, our job as the expert in the industry, and certainly Temper Sealy has, you know, well over 100 years of collective experience, um, you know, with some of the brands uh, that, that you mentioned, and even in, in Tempur-Pedic's case, you know, I guess uh, over 30 years now of experience, uh, we're there to develop solutions that will help the consumer to achieve their goal. And then my job is to make sure that as we develop those solutions, uh, we guide the consumer to those products uh, so ultimately they can connect with the brand and benefit from what we have to offer, ultimately with the goal of helping them to achieve that better night's sleep that they're looking for. And, you know, as marketers and, and particularly as consumer-focused marketers, it's it's easy to take that point for granted. But I've worked in a lot of industries and companies where, particularly in technology products, you get lost in what it is that you sell as opposed to what solution you can provide to the consumer that they're looking for. And I think that, you know, um, in, in my experience within Temper over the last several years, uh, we've been particularly mindful of what the consumer wants and needs, and then um, mindful about deploying our efforts accordingly, uh, which ultimately manifests itself in products like Temper Breeze and Ergo Smart Base and what we're doing to address uh, the previously unaddressed challenges that consumers often faced, whether it be sleeping hot or you know a partner who snores or what have you. And so that's the way we think about the business. And it's the way that we also think about our relationship with our retail partners, because we know that what they're trying to do generally is to profitably grow their mattress business. And, you know, through our brands, through our marketing support, through the efforts of our sales team, uh, Retail Edge, of course, as a focal point in the last few years, 
we're there to help them achieve that goal. And it's that philosophy that um, informs the way that we do our work and the way that we approach those discussions uh, with our retail partners uh, to help them drive the business. You know, Tom, we did some research recently. I don't know if we lost Kinsley. He's not on my screen mm-hmm. anymore. He'll pop back in, I'm sure. Um, but we did some research recently, 2000 consumers. And so you, you had said a lot of people, they are in search, right, of a better night's sleep. But you made a really important point, which is a lot of times they don't understand that it's the mattress. Well, our research, which won't surprise you having said that, said that we we asked them, so like, what are the best ways you can get a great night of sleep? And what are the solutions for that? And mattress was at the bottom of the list, last, dead last after exercise and nutrition. And, you know, and and guess what number one was? Drugs, Mm. the sleeping pill, right? And, And so I think the obvious answer to this is messaging, but what is it about this industry where we can't get the consumer to really understand or appreciate that the mattress plays a direct role in great sleep, therefore better quality of life. Like what, why is that in, in your yeah, mind? Yeah, you know, I'll, I'll offer a perspective on that, Mark. And then I think the tide is starting to turn and we can kind of dissect the way okay. I think the tide is turning. It's a, you know, we're talking about the ocean, right? But the tide is nonetheless turning. So um, yeah. and if, you, if you think about the, the industry and the category, you know, uh, historically, there probably hasn't, you know, over the last 150 years been revolutionary advances in what a mattress is or what it's perceived to be. You know, um, generally speaking, if you're not familiar with the technology under the hood, um, you might not appreciate what goes into a good mattress or maybe a mattress that isn't as good and how integral those differences could be to the quality of your sleep. I think people generally get it, but it's been a relatively low interest, low credit credited variable in the equation. Whereas, you know, my behaviors, you know, the things that I do or that are on my mind, um, you know, are arguably much more top of mind for a consumer. And they, they get a lot of reinforcement about that in society. Like, you know, the, the idea of, you know, uh, these glasses that help to protect you from the blue light of your devices, um, increasingly a recognition that alcohol consumption plays a role, et cetera. Those are probably more engaging and interesting narratives for a consumer um, than maybe, you know, taking something that they've taken for granted and trying to put it at the forefront of, of their mind. Um, as then, you know, you look at what's happened over the last couple of years, clearly we are seeing that uh, consumers are increasingly appreciating the importance of health and wellness. They are linking that to sleep, which is a good thing. And I think there's a societal shift that has happened over the last several years in terms of recognizing the importance of sleep. And then I think now they're starting to make more often a connection to their mattress, right? And we see that in terms of the demand numbers that you know we've been benefiting from uh, since the second half of last year. Um, and I have to think that that's a byproduct of people connecting those dots in addition to other uh, other factors. Uh, and then I, I like to think again, you know, as we discussed a few minutes ago, some of the things that we are doing to talk about what a mattress can be and what it can do, uh, I think are helping, right? And I say that on behalf of Tempur-Pedic and Tempur-Sealy, uh, but I think as an industry, there's probably opportunity there. 
You know, you know, everyone, if you're just tuning in, we're in here with Tom Murray, the executive vice president and chief marketing officer for the hottest brand inside the mattress category, Tempur-Pedic, Tempur-Sealy International, Mark, great to see you back. I know you got cut out of there. Um, if you're watching on, on video, the side there. Uh, everything tanked. Tom carried the show. Did it really? Mark was the guide. And I'm well, just here to cheerlead now. Well, no, we, we need your intelligence here, Kinsley, because we, we mm-hmm. can't put it on my shoulders. Uh, anyway, just a, f- a quick follow-up, Mark. What we were talking about was the fact that you know he, his comment, Tom's comment about the fact that the mattress is now, you know, it's not always the obvious answer in terms of how do I get better sleep. And I was sharing with him our research that said not only do we agree, but the consumer does too because they put us last on the list. So my follow-up to that whole answer there, Tom, is how important is it? Do you think as we in the category, right? So all of us inside this crazy business. Um, there is some element of education here that falls on all of us because, you know, if you if you think about it as kids, like we never really learned about sleep, right? I mean, we didn't learn about it in grade school or high school, and but coaches aren't talking about it. Like I think on the average, consumers are really not that educated in terms of basic information, sleep cycles, and caffeine half-life. So what role do you think we inside the industry play in terms of helping consumers realize um, the, the power of sleep and then the products we sell to deliver on that promise? Yeah, it's a, it's a great question. I think we play a role and I think we can play more of a role. I don't think we can you know, shift perception and behavior uh, alone. I think that you know the whole field of sleep science, uh, you know, the whole field of sleep tracking is still in its relatively formative stages. And so I think that we can help and be part of that discussion and maybe be um, a catalyst for, you know, uh, people appreciating it. And of course we have interest in doing so, right? Because I think what we are seeing is that in the last year and a half, as I referenced, people have been more willing to open their wallet and to invest in their sleep and into invest in their mattress as an important part of getting a better night's sleep. And, you know, uh, we're at a moment in time. I don't know how long the moment in time lasts for, uh, but I think we have both an opportunity and a need to keep that notion top of mind for consumers uh, because uh, we have a responsibility socially to do so. But I also think that the needs of the business for us all uh, will, uh, to some extent, um, be influenced by how effectively we do so. So let's go there for a minute. When you talked about tracking and technology, uh, a lot of people look at innovation in our industry as a driver of consumer interest. I think that can certainly be the case. And then you have another chorus of people, many of them consumers, who say, I just want something I know is going to work. How does TSI think about those two worlds how they combine the importance of technology in a mattress, both in terms of driving the category forward and for the consumer. And how do those worlds weave together? These people that are, I want something that works versus I'm an early adopter and I think about the techie side of things. Yeah, I mean, I guess to some extent, and I come from, again, technology industries, you're always gonna have some segment of early adopters who may be inclined to do, you know, kind of tracking of their you know, their health, their their fitness activities, in this case, their sleep. Um, I don't think that's what gets you kind of across the chasm, as it were, and as it's often kind of discussed as technologies take, um, you know, hold in society. What I go back to then is 
innovation isn't necessarily as effective when it's innovation for its sake, because it's possible, uh, than if it's for the sake of the consumer. And therefore I go back to what can innovation or technology do to help consumers address maybe uh, problems that they have or address opportunities in this case that they have to get smarter about their sleep. And if we can uh, leverage innovation and technology in, in such a way and then educate the consumer about its legitimate merits in the industry um, to help them, uh, then I think we're much more likely to see traction. And that, that, that innovation could take the form again of the cooling technologies we built into Temper Breeze or you know, the automatic sensing and responding to snoring in the case of our Ergo Smart Base product. All of those have a fairly clear consumer benefit, and that benefit is uh, one that addresses an acute need that they have. And that's the way you gain traction. You know, it's cliche, but you've probably heard that people don't buy drills, they buy holes, right? Consumers aren't looking for a better drill. They're looking for a better hole, like a quarter inch hole, right? In this case, they're not looking for technology for its sake. Some of them might be. They're looking for a better night's sleep. And so that's in this you know, parallel, that's the hole. And so if we address that hole and we happen to do so through innovation, then that's where the potential lies. So in the internally, how much do you think about personal transformations? I think we're all at some level thinking about the experiences we create at retail and how you make those experiences better, how you make them more demonstrable and interactive. And nobody's better than that over the years. I mean, Timberpedic's been phenomenal at that. Um, Sealy's done some really great things with making it demonstrable and tying that to a benefit. Mm -hmm. um, but how do you think about personal transformation, people going from I'm an awful sleeper to all of those small steps that they don't often associate with a mattress, but being important, and then us in the mattress industry trying to take a little bit of credit for that and help them transform their lives. Um, how do you think about that within the walls of, of TSI? Yeah, I, I, I'm not sure that I think about it exactly as you've posed the question. So I'll, I'll, I'll try to, you know, maybe address the question. You know, you've gotten the sense that we think a lot about the consumer and their, you know, wants and needs. Uh, along the way, we've also done a lot of work, and this is, you know, part and parcel to Retail Edge and the principles behind Retail Edge to understand the consumer journey, right? And, you know, what are the triggers that prompt them to look for a new mattress or to question whether they need a new mattress, uh, where and how do they go about um, doing their homework to understand what's available to them, uh, where and how might that uh, be something that we in the industry are, or we within Temper Sealy can address? How do we then, you know, communicate that? And what do we say at what parts of their journey uh, in order to ensure that we're nurturing them along? I think that's part of the answer, Mark. Like, I don't know that's the entirety of the answer, but I think breaking things down and viewing, um, you know, things from the consumer's viewpoint and then also the process by which they go about uh, engaging with us, engaging with retailers, engaging at retail and with the product. I think the better we can get at understanding those things and uh, addressing where there's an opportunity to do it better or do it more thoroughly or do it in a way that links to bigger ideas about the importance of sleep and how you get a better night's sleep, 
then I think that the, the better we'll be at the end of the day. And the more that the industry's performance and our retail partners' performance um, will serve as a testament to it. Tom, you know, as it relates to retail, and you talked about um, what you're doing with John Byrne and his group, your Retail Edge program. I, I, Mark and I are both so impressed with that because one of, one of the things you and I um, common ground when we first met and that great conversation we had in Vegas um, was the guide aspect. And I was saying, you know, Tempur-Pedic has really done some cool stuff in terms of how they're approaching retailers. And, you know, you're always evolving and things are improving, but I think Retail Edge has been really great for you guys. And you're going in and really trying to be a guide uh, and consult with them and saying, okay, here's your business and this is your path and here are the tools we've created for you. Um, and I, I just think that's such a smart approach to that. What's the reaction been from the retail community as you've continued, you know, developing those tools and, you know, how, do, what kind of impact do you think it's had for, for TSI? Yeah. I mean, uh, I think you've hit the nail on the head already, Mark, like uh, the feedback has been very, very positive. Um, you know, let's put ourselves back, uh, you know, at the time where the idea of Retail Edge was, uh, you know, first formed and then the organization rallied behind it. Um, you know, no secret that, you know, pick a number four or five years ago, uh, as an industry, we were looking at fairly dramatic uh, transformation of what was happening. Uh, new channels of distribution were opening up, enabled primarily by compressed bedding. Um, that gave the consumer more choices. Uh, it gave them the opportunity to maybe buy a product without having even to go into a showroom and interface with uh, a sales associate. Um, you know, more information than ever was being disseminated into the marketplace in the form of advertising and or content. Um, norms were being questioned and challenged in terms of the role of, you know, so-called legacy players like Temper Sealy and others, the role of traditional retail. And so, you know, we as, as a company and as a leader in the industry, we had to answer, you know, questions about like, well, how do we evolve in order to um, adapt to the changing circumstance? And then how might we help others to evolve, right? Um, and it, it probably shone some, uh, some light on areas that, you know, we probably had to reevaluate the traditional ways that we we did business and, and went to market. And I think that's been a good thing, right? I think it's been a good thing. And so Retail Edge to a large extent is our body of learning and our body of knowledge that we're now sharing with our retail partners um, to help them uh, evolve and evolve more quickly and to know where to, you know, where to deploy their, their energy and resources, right? You know, if you're a small retailer, you know, maybe a family operation or a very small you know, kind of local or regional player, you may not have the wherewithal to do consumer research. You may not have the size or maybe the the perspective of, um, you know, a, a large corporation's marketing organization. And so, you know, the Retail Edge is a way of helping everybody kind of learn and adapt and focus their energy more quickly, right? And you know, then, of course, you know, uh, COVID and all the things that happened early last year with lockdowns happened. And, you know, if, if it weren't obvious to us as a collective that we needed to, you know, move quickly, uh, what happened during lockdown certainly reinforced that. Uh, the, the need to engage with consumers digitally, um, you know, both in general and maybe even to conduct the consultative sale. Uh, the need to 
ensured that uh, you were addressing consumers' concerns about hygiene and safety when they went back to to the stores, Uh, the need to have e-commerce capabilities in combination with your um, brick-and-mortar capabilities. All of these things are very consistent with the premise uh, of, of what we're doing within Retail Edge. And it was both, unfortunately, timely and I think very well received that we were there uh, to serve as those retailers guide, um, both before and since, uh, you know, the COVID phenomena has, um, you know, impact us, impacted us all. Tom, as you've been in the industry, obviously during a very tumultuous time for everyone, and then very unexpectedly, the mattress industry boomed. And I say that because I remember talking to John Byrne from your team and I said, of all the smart people in the halls of TSI, did anybody predict that the mattress industry would take off like a rocket ship during lockdown and beyond? And he said, no, <laughs> sure enough, not so much. I'm like, not a single person I've, I've spoken with has said that, that they would have pre- predicted that. But as you look back on your four years, even during this uh, wild time, what are the things that you've put your creative stamp on that you're most proud of? Um, I think it goes a little bit back to what we talked about before, which is, you know, I, uh, we, are, we aren't developing advertisements, for example, as one output of a marketing organization to go win EFI awards or other industry awards. That's not what we're trying to do. I'm not trying to inspire you with uh, the, the most um, shocking piece of creative, uh, you know, output or to do what, you know, uh, you might see in a Super Bowl ad uh, typically from, you know, uh, brands that advertise there. Well, we're trying or get hybrid rap video, for instance. <laughs> what we're trying to do is we're trying to guide people mm. to uh, solutions, and we happen to believe that we've got great solutions. And so it's just a matter of connecting those dots. Like, here's what we believe you need because we've done the research, we've done the homework, we're insightful, we have experienced people in marketing, in research and development, in product, uh, uh, you know, uh, manufacturing, etc. And so we're just trying to connect those things to help the consumer. And what we have found is that approach is working. And every indicator in terms of the business metrics and the brand metrics would suggest that it's working. And it's actually, ironically, by taking a fundamental approach to the marketing opportunity and challenge we had, that we actually broke through the clutter. And so I'm most proud of that. I'm most proud of the fundamentals and the way that we are helping retailers uh, during you know these times and the way that our brands are helping them to drive their business. That's what I'm most proud of by far. What an unexpected answer. And I say that because, you know, if you go back to the direct-to-consumer days of Tempur-Pedic, whenever it was doing uh, direct response TV advertising, getting people to call in, you had to be able to demonstrate the product. You had to create, be able to create a lot of uh, interest and attention around what that did for people and create some some real um, attention grabbing, compelling messaging and uh, and not not that that's not happening today. It's just kind of fascinating to hear in a land where so many people are going for uh, still shock and awe just to cut through the clutter. You've looked at taking a more fundamental approach. Is that an appeal to the logical side of people? Are the consumers evolving? in a saturated social media landscape. What, what do you make of that, Tom? Um, you know, I, I'll, I'll try to like break it down simply. Like if, if I were selling you, I guess I'll use a mattress as an example because it's obvious and it's relevant. But, um, 
you know, if I said to you, Mark, like, hey, you should buy a Tempur-Pedic because it's the best, you'd say, okay, you know, and, and you might wonder why it's the best, okay? And if I don't tell you why it's the best, then, you know, you may or may not be convinced. And then, then if, you know, brand X or Y or Z, especially at a time where, you know, we were, we had so many different brands launching into the industry and trying to get their, their piece of the pie, say, well, we're the best. Well, if anything, you're now confused, right? And, and you have questions about why one can say they're the best over the other. And, you know, when I looked at the answers to those questions, you know, within the, the industry's messaging, I didn't see a lot of compelling answers to why one brand should uh, or would be perceived as better than the others. And so you go back to what you called out about Tempur-Pedic, you know, a brand that's been around for three decades, you know, that had a very relevant message that resonated with people back in the early 90s. It was a better mousetrap, right? And what they did is they explained why, you know, Bobby Trussell and and the team, they explained why. And so I guess what what we've done is just, uh, again, to say, like, just telling you that we're the best doesn't really mean anything. And if anything, probably makes you scratch your head. But if instead of saying we were the best, I said, hey, Mark, help me understand the things that get in the way of you getting a night's sleep. And if you said, well, you know, I've got a giant dog and it jumps into bed and it disturbs me and wakes, you know, wakes me up, I'd say, okay. And then I'd say, well, what else? Well, you know, even in the wintertime, I sleep hot. I don't know why that happens, but geez, I sleep hot and I, I wake up and I'm drenched and I, you know, I toss and turn and I flip the pillow over or, hey, you know, something like, you know, um, my partner snores or always says that I'm snoring. Okay, well, if instead of then telling you that we're the best, I said, well, you know something, I have a solution that addresses any one of those situations in isolation and, and possibly all three, you're probably more willing to spend your time and attention hearing me out. And you're probably going to be more motivated to consider us. And so it's fairly fundamental, but that's what we do. And you know, it's really being specific and um, targeting the problem to your point earlier, right? It's the size of the hole. Um, so, Tom, is, as we just came off in a fantastic year, like, what, what is your, like, if you're coaching the industry, like, what, what do you think we need? To, how do we keep the momentum going? Yeah. And what would you like to say to this industry? Say, hey, guys, we're coming off a great year. Let's keep it up. What What is the push here? Yeah, and, you know. Um, you know, I, I don't I don't come on the show. I appreciate the invitation so that I can like, you know, show Temper Sealy's cards for how we go to market. That's not the intent. No, I think it's self-evident in what, what we're doing in the marketplace. And so I presume that, you know, people would see and understand kind of what, what we're doing. Uh, and the reason I mentioned that, Mark, is because to some extent, I think just as we've done with Retail Edge, we're we're creating maybe some case studies and some fact-based learning that the industry and, you know, hopefully our retail partners can benefit from and maybe apply to how they go to market. You know, what we've learned is focus on the consumer and the consumer has legitimate needs and they're looking for help, but they don't know exactly where to look. And maybe they're not looking at mattresses as, as much as they should as a variable that may be influencing them and that can actually help them. And so we're at a moment in time, like never before, where health and wellness, the recognition of the importance of sleep, and the linkage, all still, albeit still relatively low, to the mattress, are all tailwinds to us. They are all working to our collective advantage. 
Who knows what 22 will, you know, uh, uh, hold for us all? Who knows what 2023 will hold in store for us all? But I think there are things that we've learned, you know, in the last two years that we should continue to apply to the business moving forward. And if, if we can lean into telling the story of how mattresses can help, how particular mattresses can help, and starting, first of all, with an appreciation for like what the consumer is trying to do and qualifying that consumer, I think we'll be um, pleasantly surprised, perhaps, by how effectively we can sustain some of the volume and average selling price trends that we've um, we've seen in the last you know eighteen months or so. Well, Tom, it's been great having you on the show today, and I know you're on LinkedIn, so if people want to get synced up with you, and of course. Uh, we will be posting all the information uh, like Tom's LinkedIn and some things like that where you can get in touch with him on fam.news. And, and Quinn, hey, before we roll out, we got to say a big shout out and a thank you to our friends at colonialpromotions.com. I've been drinking at, off. Okay, I just said that. That just sounded really bad. I've been drinking my water today <laughs> out of this Look perfect Dos Marcos coaster. I know you've got four of those as well. And these are just little examples of some of the cool stuff they got at colonialpromotions.com. Here's the reality. They source all the good stuff for you so you don't have to sift through 36,000 coffee mugs and wonder which one's going to be the best. Uh, so they're really cool people as well, Wes and Tim and the whole crew at colonialpromotions.com. Appreciate you guys. And they do lots of top-of-bed stuff too for anybody and they everybody do. in our industry. Good enough, Tom. Thanks a lot. Anything else you want to leave us no. with? Anything we didn't ask you? No, I think you you, you, you um, asked everything that I'd hoped, and uh, hopefully uh, your listeners and audience will uh, you know take some value from the discussion. And you know, at a minimum, know that Temper Sealy is here to help, and we've got you know the tools, the expertise, and the uh, you know the willingness and ability to lean in and hopefully sustain uh, you know much of the success that we've all enjoyed over the last couple of years. Last question for you, Tom. Have you ever, ever been on a better mattress podcast in your career? You know, I've been on many mattress podcasts. You know, I've evaluated a lot of them, but you guys are head and shoulders uh, above anything else that I've seen or certainly participated in. And it makes me glad that I that I decided to join the mattress industry and, and uh, have the opportunity to talk to you both. Now that is a recommendation. And I know that Tempur-Pedic is known for its recommendations from its users. So that stands out for me. <laughs> Tom, thanks. You're awesome. Right, guys, appreciate thank you. you I appreciate here. the time. Take care. You can bounce on it. Oh, oh. What is a hybrid? It's like peanut butter jelly, peanut butter chocolate. Hybrid so tight, there's no way that you could topple it. Hybrid on my wrist, that's a calculator watch. We add ourselves together and we take it up a notch. Got the airflow, yo, keep you cool as it get. Visco foam alone to make you drip sweat. Get a hybrid mattress, yes, you'll get better rest. Cool and comfortable, hybrid like a sweater vest. You know the game, we're ahead of the sun. Cause the two of us together are way better than one. Cause I'm cool. And I'm hot like a heater. Bounce by the ounce. Now we got it by the leader. Well, you take a spring and you wrap it up right. You can sleep so smooth or bounce all night. Put two together, get a whole lot more. 
Get the feel of the comfort core You can bounce on it Lay back, you don't have to practice It's the best thing to happen to your mattress Get together to do it like I did Everybody get Somebody to get in your vicinity You probably want to feel a little bit of a hybridity Foam alone? Out of five, maybe one star Springs and foam, we're taking care of that lumbar Mad back support The best way to shack up Or just get rest that won't mess your back up Like a hot chick mixed with a particle physicist Or a mullet party in the back of the business Best of both worlds like Mars and Venus The ultimate hybrid Nothing short of genius Keeping it loose while keeping it Chair? Hell no. You need springs and foam. Cause if that bowling ball don't bounce, you'll be sleeping alone. And if the bed don't react, then you can't get low. We got the type of bounce that won't spill your Merlot. So stick with us and you'll get rewarded. Cause I'm so gentle and I'm so supportive. is where the magic is. And we just killed a song about mattresses.